Hello, how's it going? Hey, thanks for joining me on this YouTube plus Quora Live, where I answer questions that are either posted to me directly on Quora or questions that I see posted in the categories affecting entrepreneurs and small business. So thanks for hanging out today. Got a couple of really great questions that I think are going to be uh, interesting to discuss and I hope that you find them interesting as you uh, listen to me talk through the answer. And my hope in doing all of this is that oftentimes entrepreneurs and business owners aren't really sure what questions to ask, but when they hear the answers, it often gives them uh, something to work on or something to think about. And that's all I'm trying to do here this morning is give you something to think about. So let's get started with the very first question on my list, which is near and dear to my heart because it talks about the one thing that I'm trying to do every day this year, which is to try and help an entrepreneur build a valuable business financially. Not valuable in a utopian sense, but actually valuable. Like when you look at the numbers, um, there would be something there that someone would want to buy because uh, because it makes financial sense to do so and there's a great return. So here's the first question. How does one measure a business's success? After eight years, is $1.5 million revenue and $350,000 net organic growth successful? So there's a lot of stuff wrapped up in this question and I'm gonna make a few assumptions. I'm going to assume that after eight years, the $1.5 million is gross revenue and that the $350,000 uh, net is the net profit. And so if the question is, hey, we earn, our business does a million five gross and we net at the end of the day after paying for all of our expenses, we net $350,000, is that a successful business? Well, let's work out the math. So first of all, that's a 23% net margin. So that means for every $1 of revenue that this business is generating, they're putting 23 cents into their bank account, which by any business's measure is amazing. 23% is actually really, really hard to do. Um, let me back up. It's hard to make any business profitable, let alone a business that can generate a million five in revenue and have $350,000 left on the bottom line. So, but there's a couple of caveats to that. So let me use an example. If you sold one customer, $1.5 million worth of a product or a service, say you got a big contract, and you netted $350,000, you'd say, is that good? Is that good business? Well, I'd say it's not really a business, it's just a job that you got paid $350,000 to do. If you generated $1.5 million, but you had 100 customers or 200 customers, and you made $350,000, then I would say, you know what, that's a really great business. That is actually a business, that's not a job that is an actual business. After eight years, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to. So if you made a million five in the current year, what'd you make last year? What'd you make the year before? If it's taken you eight years to get to a million five, then do you know how it's gonna get to 2.5 or 3.5 or 5.5? Because that ultimately is what helps you understand the success rate. So a 23% net margin, you make $350,000 on sales of a million five. That is a pretty good business depending on how many customers you had. So if you got it all from one customer, I'd say, hey, great, you got, a, you got paid really well to do a job. But if you generated it from dozens or hundreds or thousands of customers, then obviously you do have a business there and that would be cool. But now the question is, what are you doing to grow it? And can you repeat those results year over year over year? So for the last eight years, have you been generating 23% margins? If you have then obviously I'd say your business 
is successful. And the word organic was used here, which is interesting because that would suggest that this business was able to generate that kind of revenue and that kind of profit on its own. So one customer at a time telling another customer about how great the product or services might have been for this business. Um, and I would say that, you know, that's interesting, the word organic was used because obviously this particular business owner, when they asked the question, they understood that they didn't have active marketing strategies that were, or sales strategies that were generating this revenue for them. It was all happening organically. So how does one measure a business's success? After eight years is a $1.5 million revenue and 350K net organic growth successful. Uh, I would say, aside from the poor grammar, that depending on the number of customers you were servicing uh, or served, that would end up determining the answer. If it was one customer, I mean, pat yourself on the back. You bought yourself a really great job. If you were servicing dozens or hundreds of customers and you were able to produce that result, then you're off to a really great start. And the question is, can you replicate it year over year? And um, in addition to organic growth, are there other things that you can be doing to generate more revenue? So. Next question. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute. I'm going to back up a little bit. With respect to whether or not this is a, is a good business, I know for myself, I never, you know, when I, so I've been in the business for 20 years. I've been running my own business for 16, 17 years. And up and until recently, business value wasn't really something I thought a lot about because most entrepreneurs or individuals running businesses that may not consider themselves entrepreneurs they oftentimes won't stop to just think, um, how, how am I doing? Like, are we actually doing okay? Your accountants will, will maybe look at the, you know, the profit and the, and the expenses and, and tell you, give you an answer to that. But really, as an entrepreneur, what you want to know is, is this thing I'm building, this business that I'm building, is it actually valuable? And so a business that's able to generate, in this example, 23%, net profit every time it sells something. So every time it sells something for a dollar, 23 cents stays in the bank account. Um, can you do that year over year over year? Um, you know, that's a business that could be really, really valuable depending on, you know, what market it's in and how many customers and so on and so forth. Um, but this is a question that I'm, I'm now thinking a lot about. And this year I'm spending all of my efforts trying to help 100 other entrepreneurs answer that question as well. Is my business actually successful and is it actually valuable um, or do I just have a job and I'm kind of being paid okay to do a job? So a little bit of extra, extra uh, insights into that answer. Uh, the next question, what is the perfect deal for an investor in a small business? This is a pretty interesting question. Uh, perfect deal for an investor. I'm going to guess that this particular business is looking to take an investor in the hardest businesses to be an investor in are small businesses. And the reason for that is because small businesses are primarily driven entirely by the entrepreneur. And so the, entre the business lives and dies based on the mood and the temperature and the skill set and the acumen of the entrepreneur. So as an investor, the best deal that you can run from an investor perspective, this is not from the entrepreneur's perspective, but from the investor's perspective, the best deal that you can have is one where you, A, don't have any liability, so you're not a director, you're not an officer, you're not an, uh, a senior employee within the business. You simply put your money into the business to let it run, and you've gotten the business owner to agree to either pay you back, so it's debt, and the business owner is going to pay you back, and if it's debt, then you've got some security from them as an individual, 
So maybe you have security over their home or some of the other assets that they own. So that would be the perfect deal. The perfect deal would be an investor says, look, I'll give you the money, but I'm gonna lend it to you and the company is gonna owe it to me and you as the business owner are gonna have to repay it if for some reason your business fails. Now, if you can't get that deal and you don't wanna lend the money to a business, but you actually want to make the investment, well then, again, I think you wanna stay away from the liability, so you don't wanna be a director, you don't wanna be an officer, you don't wanna be a senior person within the business because then you do assume personal liability for your decisions, but you can put your money in and then you can say, look, when we make money, I'd like my money out before anything else happens. So you can repay me what I put in, or you can give me a percentage of every sale that we do, or, or like some of the banks do when they do debt uh, deals like this, they'll say, at the end of every 90 days, we're gonna look at the bank account, however much money is in the bank account, we're gonna do a cash sweep, and we're gonna take 10% of it or 20% of it, and that will be how we make money on our investment. So there's a couple of different ways to do it, but the key element, whether you're lending the money to a small business, an entrepreneur, or you are investing it, meaning you, you have no anticipation of, of getting the money back if life doesn't work out, is to make sure that you don't assume liability because the entrepreneur is the one who stands to benefit the most from the results of the business. But because they stand to benefit the most, they also have to be in a position where they can control the outcome. They may look to you as an investor to uh, get, get some wisdom or some advice or some knowledge on some business decisions that they, they want to make or need to make. But ultimately, it should just be advice because the entrepreneur is gonna to have to figure it out on their own. The business owner is gonna to have to come to their own conclusions about the best decisions they should be making. And if you put yourself in a position of liability as an investor, then you're gonna end up having to live with the consequences of all of those decisions that the business owner is making. So what is the perfect deal for an investor in a small business? It's a deal that doesn't involve liability on the part of the investor. And the deal needs to be structured in such a way that the entrepreneur feels like they can use the money without being too handcuffed, and the investor feels like they can earn a return without taking an, an, um, an uncalculated amount of risk. So at the end of the day, they always say that the best deal, the perfect deal, is one where I didn't get everything I wanted and I didn't have to give up everything I wanted to give up. So there's always something left over for everyone. That's called a win-win-win. Hopefully you found that, that helpful. Moving right along. How can I buy a business for five million when I have little to no down payment? This is an obvious question that first-time entrepreneurs or individuals who are thinking about getting into business consider. Because if you've been in business long enough or if you've done enough deals or you've been around entrepreneurs long enough, just by virtue of hanging around entrepreneurs, you would know the answer to this question. But for those that have never even thought about this before, here's kind of how you can think of it. If you wanted to buy a business for $5 million, first of all, you'd have to find a business that is A, worth $5 million and um, could produce enough profit to repay $5 million. But let's assume that you have in fact found that perfect business. And the business owner has said, I will sell you my business for $5 million. Well, there's a couple different ways to do it. There's something that you can do called a work-in, where you say to the owner, look, I'll pay you $5 million for the business, but I will pay you from the profits of the business. So every single month or every single quarter or every single year, I will pay down 
that $5 million. So you agree in essence to lend me $5 million, meaning you give me the business, I'll run it, but I'll take all of our profits and I will give them to you until such time as you've made the $5 million. And to protect you, you can uh, write up this deal as a loan and it will be a loan against the business and I can't borrow any more money unless I get your approval. And so let's go forth and let's make this transaction happen. So that's usually the way it happens. Another way it happens is, is you say to the owner, look, I can get you two and a half million dollars if you agree to keep two and a half million dollars in the business that I can pay you over five years. And so then you go to the bank, you show the bank your, your deal package, uh, all of your, your financial information about the business and you say, look, this is a business that's worth more than $5 million or $5 million. I have a chance to buy it. Will you lend to the company $2.5 million? Because I'm just going to go ahead and give it to the owner. And then the owner has agreed to accept an additional $2.5 million, but over the next five years. And as you can see, the business is profitable and I can pay for it from the profits of the business. So that's kind of... Those are kind of the two strategies you, you, that you take when you want to buy a business but you don't have any down payment or any money to put in. You can go to the owner and say, let me pay you over time all of the money I owe you. Or you can go to a bank and you can say, can I borrow? Can this business borrow some money? And whatever amount is left over, you go to the owner and you say, can I pay you the rest over time from the profits? And the truth is the banks like deals where the entrepreneur is gonna stay in the business, that they're going to have a financial interest in seeing the new owner be successful because that helps them uh, protect against their downside, which is not getting the money back that they lent to you. But if the existing ownership is gonna, or the existing owner is gonna stay in place, they're gonna help run the business. They were the ones that helped to make it profitable in the first place. Makes the bank feel really good that they're gonna get their money back. So that's how you can do it. And guess what? This happens all the time. And this just doesn't happen with small businesses. This happens with medium-sized businesses and large businesses where, um, you know, we'll buy your company, but we're not gonna give you all of the money. We're gonna make you keep some money in the deal or we're gonna pay you out over time or we don't agree on the valuation. So um, instead of getting caught up in, in trying to really get down to perfect math, let's just agree on a price and you'll get this much now, you'll get this much later, but, but you're gonna to have to carry, quote unquote, carry, some of the deal until the end. So that's how it happens. How can you buy a business? For five million, when I have little to no down payment, you get creative. You try to put together a deal that works for the entrepreneur, and if they absolutely need a bunch of cash right away, then you can talk to a bank and see what you can get from them. But both scenarios would include the existing owner staying in the deal for a period of time while you transition into the business. All right. The last question for this YouTube plus Quora Live is, how do I get startup capital to help me take my small business bakery to the next level? I'm struggling to stay ahead. So there's a couple things in this question that don't, don't make complete sense. So I'm gonna just speculate a little bit here about what this person's trying to get at. But first of all, how do you get startup capital? Well, if you already have a business and you're struggling to, to stay ahead and you wanna get it to the next level, the truth is you don't need startup capital because you've already started. So you don't need capital to get going. You've already got it. The real question is how do I get growth capital? How do I access growth capital so that I can get my business up to the next level or the level that I want it to be? And I'm struggling to stay ahead. So let's deal with the pain point first, the struggling to stay ahead part. 
Oftentimes, businesses will struggle to, to stay ahead for one very, very simple reason. They'll say, I sell something today, but my customer doesn't need to pay me until down the road. So let's say I give my customers 30 days to pay me or 45 days to pay me. I give them an invoice and they pay me in 30 days or 45 days. But I have to pay all of my bills right now or within the next week. So there's this gap where you're going to get money in 30 or 45 days, except you don't have it, but you've got bills to pay today. So what do you do? So that's called working capital. So when a business is struggling to stay ahead, it's either that they don't have enough money to float themselves until they start collecting payment from their customers, or number two, the margin on the product or service that they're selling isn't high enough. What I mean by that is for every dollar that you sell of a product or service, if your business isn't keeping at least 15 to 20 cents on the bottom line, which is really high, but if it's not keeping 15 to 20 cents on the bottom line, then you're gonna find that your business is just never gonna have basically enough cash to keep itself going. And every single time a payroll comes around, you're gonna hold your breath. Every single time you have to make a large purchase, you're gonna hold your breath because you don't have enough cash. So before you get to the next level, my encouragement is always to make sure that your business is extremely profitable at the level that it's at. So before you, you, you start growing, make sure that you're making as much money as you can right now because the pain that you're feeling now becomes exponentially more painful as you grow. And I think if you've watched these, up, these uh, YouTube Plus Quora Lives for a while, you know that I think in my first um, my first episode, I talked about a business that said, look, we're really, really busy. Uh, we want to add about eight people because we can really, really grow. As we looked at the math, this particular business was making about eight cents or seven cents every time it sold something for a dollar. And so I said, I said, well, and they do a lot of business, but high volume, high volume business. And I said, well, of all the customers that owe you money, what percentage pay you in 90 days and he said oh well like 30 40 percent of our customers so all of a sudden you're not getting 30 to 40 percent of your cash for 90 days well how do you pay your bills for 90 days while you're waiting and he said wow we got to work hard and quickly so so i said that's probably why your business you're near feeling the pinch at payroll or that one or two months a year where you have three payrolls you're probably really panicked and, and anxious so even though your business is profitable it's not profitable enough to support any kind of growth strategy. So you really wanna make sure you're making enough money. So as we talked about it, he agreed with a few little tweaks, we are able to watch his business now go from about seven or eight cents to about 15 cents every single time he sells something. And that is now, once we, you know, we get that under our belt for the next couple of months, then we're gonna look at slowly growing and accommodating uh, his particular business plan. So if you're struggling to stay ahead, it's either you've not worked out your margins properly or you don't really understand how your cash flow works because the worst thing that you can do, in my opinion, as a small or medium-sized business, is get to the next level thinking that somehow getting to the next level is gonna solve all your problems. And the truth is it doesn't, it just magnifies them. So if you're having problems making money at the level you're at now, quantifiably, you're gonna have more problems at the next level when you try to get there and you're gonna keep chasing yourself. So take a breath, stop, get some help and figure out how to make your business really profitable right now. And that might involve 
changing your products or your services or your pricing or your costs or revisiting how you acquire customers. There's a whole bunch of different ways to make sure you can be really profitable right now before you embark on a growth strategy. And then the, the question of how do I get startup capital, or in this case, how do I get capital, there's lots of different ways uh, to get it. And in fact, if your business is profitable and running the way it should, there are lots of traditional options available to you at almost any financial institution because what you're really looking for is working capital. If you need to invest uh, in, equipment, in equipment or in inventory, then you get an inventory loan or an equipment loan or an equipment lease. But before you go and borrow money to do that, again, you want to make sure that your business can support it and can service it now and that you growing only makes it easier, not harder. So that's the end of this Quora or this YouTube Plus Live session. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned lots of stuff. Uh, reach out to me. Make sure that you uh, visit... Um, uh, the Facebook page where you can you know, book an appointment with me. We can have a quick chat on the phone. Uh, I can do a free business health check for you and we can look at it from month to month to see how your business is doing or just reach out and say, Dylan, I've got this question. What do you think? You can post it on Quora. You can, you can message me directly. Um, but make sure that you don't flounder and, and sit out there with these questions in your mind. I'm, I'm here to help. Really want to see 100 entrepreneurs increase the value of their business this year. And that's why I'm doing this. So uh, hopefully you found this helpful. Thanks for watching. And uh, we're going to see you next week.